Welcome back, Pinball Nerds, episode 414 of your fifth favorite pinball podcast. My name is Orbital Albert, and on today's episode, oh my gosh, I can see clearly now. Oh my gosh, this Guns N' Roses Jersey Jack machine, that light show is hands and feet, and arms, and ankles, and heads above every other light show that's ever been done. The game is incredible. You didn't hear from me yesterday, not only because I was virtually speechless, but there was just so much content that came out all at once, and we got so much information about this game all at once. The most perfectly choreographed marketing launch i can see ken cromwell now up there he looks like he's at the philharmonic he is the head of the symphony he's got his orchestra his i don't know how much ken had to do with the marketing the communications the this launch i don't know how much but this launch was way better than any jersey jack launch of the past and i think wonka was launched very well there's things about Wonka I didn't love, uh, primarily the sound, which I tried to give good constructive criticism feedback on, um, unsuccessfully sometimes, to be fair. But Ken Cromwell, take a bow, right? Frickin' meow. Okay, buddy? Okay? I, 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 I don't know who else to thank. Because I don't know who else is in the marketing communications department there. I could thank everybody at Jersey Jack. Now, I do have one little small beef with Eric Minier. Or Minier. I am in Canada, and I am only a couple kilometers. Okay? A couple kilometers away from the New Brunswick border, which is the only bilingual province in all of Canada. And when I go to my most local mall in Moncton, quite often I'll be sitting in the food court and I'm the only person speaking English near me. And believe it or not, I'll actually be quiet for once in my life and I'll listen to all the, the wonderful people speaking French around me. And I don't know if that's what helped Eric make this game that I just, I really, oh my gosh. Okay, so here's the one thing I will say. I do, and I, I want to be, I want to be very critical here and not just shout out the praises. Because I will say this: I don't think any one toy or mech in Guns N' Roses is better than the Rocking Boat Mini Playfield on Pirates of the Caribbean. I will say that. I will say that, okay? But I'm going to talk later about the one mini, mini, mini beef I have with Eric. 
Because there's a lot of good things to talk about, but I have one mini beef. I'm going to talk about that later in another episode today. I've got at least three episodes written for you and most likely four today, possibly two or three today and one tomorrow. And then you know you're going to hear another one tomorrow night after I watch the Buffalo Pinball live stream launch. Cannot wait for this. Buffalo killed it for the Wonka launch. I know they're going to kill it for this one. Get over there and like, follow, subscribe, Buffalo Pinball on Twitch if you haven't, because this is going to be a doozy. Where to, where, where to even start? This is just crazy. Okay, let's start with the beginning and let's start with talking about the launch. That seems like a great place to start. So first of all, Ken Cromwell... And every single person at Jersey Jack that had anything to do with the launch, not just the making of the game, we typically give so much applause and so much cheering and so much, we get so excited for the designers and even the coders and in the programmers and the rule makers. And we're starting to even talk more about the engineers. But I'm talking about you, every person working on the line. Every person working in the cafeteria, do they have a cafeteria? They might have a cafeteria. If they don't have a cafeteria, I'm talking to you, the janitors at Jersey Jack. I'm talking to you, every single solitary person that helped even build that freaking building and move their factory and their whole line over to Chicago, okay? This is for you. Stop what you're doing right now. Pause what you're doing just for 10 seconds. And take a frickin' bow. That's right. That's right. Because you helped launch not only one of the most rad, if ugh, possibly the most rad. If we're talking about Radometer, woo! We are off the charts, okay, on the Radometer. And I'm starting to sound crazy now, but uh, I haven't shot it. I have, I've, I haven't even really got to see it being flipped, barely. But this machine's light show. Oh, okay. My next show is on their light show, so I am not, I am not gonna spend too much time talking about their light show. But I'm gonna go back and actually look at which episode. I believe twice now, two years in a row. I've done Pinball Nerds podcasts, uh, best ofs. The very first one got like less than 100 listens. Last year's got like maybe 250 people. I think mostly pinball industry insiders listen to me more so than anyone else, to be honest. Like the nerdiest. The nerdiest of the pinball nerds are my listeners. Uh-huh. Let me push my glasses up here. Okay. Let's talk about the launch. Let's talk about the launch and everything that was done awesome. First of all, we knew the day of the launch well in advance, which was nice. Second of all, we, I mean, we didn't get any pictures ahead of time. And that's what I love. There was no leaks. I don't know what Jersey Jack did differently. Maybe just because they're a smaller company than Stern. I'm not sure why, but whatever. I don't know if Ken had anything to do with this. Good old Cromwell over there. Take a bow right now, Ken. Just you. Just you, Ken. Thank you. Um, now, in all honesty, Ken Cromwell used to produce and edit and help me out uh, with Top 3 with Orby on TPN. I have not talked to Ken. 
I, I don't believe I have. Maybe, maybe I think I congratulate him after he got the job there, but uh, you know, it's not like we, I don't have a cell phone number. You know, I, you know, I've never actually talked to him on the phone. That's not true. I did call into the flipping out channel or the special one lit Twitch. channel. I'm not sure, but I've called in and talked to him there. So that part is not true. But other than that, and, 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 you know, we don't, we don't chat often on Facebook after, you know, I felt he wasn't media anymore. I don't really, I don't have working relationships and I'm sort of proud of this. I don't have working relationships with anyone at Spooky and have never talked to anyone at Spooky with no one at American Pinball, um, with no one at Jersey Jack, no one at Stern. Uh, before Raymond Davidson started at Stern, I used to chat with him from time to time. He actually sent all of his information for his Pinball Nerds podcast trading card, which I have new information on and, and a development on, and we're going to be moving forward with that and making sure that we have a photo credit for each and every person. In fact, Pinball Nerds, I'm here to announce that you all are going to get to pick your own pictures and send it back to me with a photo credit. And if you don't know who took the photo and you don't have a photo credit, I can't even allow the photo to be used, unfortunately, because I want to make sure I'm doing everything legit here. I want to make sure on the day that I launch Pinball Nerds podcast trading cards, you can also buy them. And that is the second thing that they did right with the launch. In fact, some people already had them, right? That's why we could even see a stream before that. I hope not. I'm 99% sure that Ken Cromwell and everyone else there in, in the marketing or communications department would have told whomever already has the machines, hey guys, don't stream it until after Buffalo streams it. Like that wouldn't be cool. So let's hope no one does that. But there was no leaks, which was great. Uh, I don't even know if there's five things. I'm just going to go over everything that was done really well. The video, the video, the video that we saw first, that was the very first thing they launched, which I think was smart. So everything, not only was everything done correctly, everything was done in the correct order. Okay, so the video that was launched through Jersey Jack, which we can now see on the Jersey Jack website, or you can see on their YouTube or the Jersey Jack Facebook page. Hell, you're a listener. If you're listening to this, you've already seen it. Why would you be listening to this podcast if you hadn't? I think it already had like 8,000 views or something crazy, right? It had a lot. I, I don't remember. It had a lot. Um, but I am telling you, every other Every other video out there, every other trailer of any other pinball machine now being released, including Jersey Jack's other videos, now look like crap. Not like, they're just, uh, okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. Special guest, Napoleon Dynamite here. What do you think all the other videos look like now? This is pretty much the worst video ever made. Napoleon, no, they're not the worst videos ever made. You really, 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 just tell me your real thoughts. Do you really, really, really think that every other pinball video ever made is the worst video ever? This is pretty much the worst video ever made. No, Napoleon, I'm going to, I'm not going to vote for Pedro. I don't want to go political on this podcast, but I'll pull back my vote. I was going to vote for Pedro. Okay. Napoleon, Napoleon Dynamite, you're being mean. I wouldn't say that. I would say that there is some some cool teaser trailer videos in the past. But I think in the future, in fact, you can quote me on this. Every other pinball trailer video will be playing catch up. You know why? 
because it played like a rock video. It played like a rock and roll music video from the 80s, from the 90s. Surprise, surprise. Okay. This this girl walks up. She's she's totally nonchalant, goes up. She plunges the ball. And you're, you're not sure if you're, like, there's fireworks going off behind her. There's fast cuts. There's, uh, the production value was through the roof. You don't, you get, it, it, it was, as a, a hardcore pinball nerd, it was sort of annoying. This is not, this is not a knock on the production. This is, if anything, this is a, a an applause for the production. But, oh, my God. <laughs> well, I was watching it because they weren't showing enough pinball, enough of the play field. It was leaving me wanting more. And therefore, I was getting slightly annoyed because I was like, no, no, just let me. Okay, the girl dancing is cool. She's into it. I love the, the pyrotechnics behind it. I love the, the fireworks. But I want to see more pinball. Now, the good news was we don't didn't have to wait two days, and I'm pretty sure this was done purposefully. Almost immediately after that, by the time that you could get over to Pinside and read a, a, read a page or two of Pinside, just blowing up. Everyone excited. Every, I don't even think I saw... I think I downvoted one negative comment this morning that I saw where I forget who it was, but they said, like, where's the innovation? I was like, are you insane? Did you not see the same video I did? And then straight down the middle with uh, Zach Many doing video uh, production, and I believe he's also the cameraman. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure he is. The camera work in that straight down the middle video was incredible, showing just in the, the first minute or two, really showing you every angle of the machine. Then you got the interview with Eric, which was incredible. Uh, I don't, I, the whole time I'm watching the video yesterday, all I'm thinking is, are they purposely doing this in front of the line as a deep root dig? I don't know. I don't know if that's true. I saw someone else on pin side said that one of the people in the video is wearing a CUNY shirt. That was definitely a purposeful dig. I'm not going to suggest that was by Jersey Jack or the individual wearing the shirt. You know what I mean? More, most likely the individual. That was hilarious. Maybe they're just a huge Goonies fan. It just happened. You know, it could have been by accident, but uh, chance seems far, few and far between. Okay. But like literally, literally, this video, this trailer video that we saw was 100% how Hollywood would have wanted it and Hollywood would have done it. Then, when you're watching the straight down the middle one, I love the goofy, funny, like I love the uh, uh, flipping out video. I, I guess it's the straight down the middle one uh, where... Zach and Greg are racing, you know, to unbox. Zach's trying to unbox quicker than Greg can eat, like, a, I don't know, a large pizza from Domino's or something. And I absolutely really, really, really love the one with the goat with the Avengers. Oh, my God. That was such a cute goat. That was more of a smaller goat than definitely Luke and Leia. They're not even a year old, unless I was a baby goat. But I don't think so because the horns look like a good size. Of course, my goats are debutted, so they don't have horns, so I'm, I can compare that way. But what a cute goat. That was so cool that the goat, awesome idea, Zach, by the way. Going back to how Hollywood this was, it seemed like a movie 
uh, like behind the scenes, like you're talking to the director who is essentially, you know, Eric Menier. And then you're talking to, uh, you know, a couple of the other programmer and coder. I think Joe Katz was on there. Um, it felt like like a behind this backstage pass. It felt like a backstage pass. Hollywood done. Well, I was just watching. No Effects is one of my favorite punk rock bands, and I was just watching there. I believe it's actually called uh, Backstage Passport. Yeah, it's called back, Backstage Passport, and it follows them on like a couple different crazy tours where they just yeah. You see how crazy it is behind the scenes. And the big joke is in Hollywood and in the music scene is that Axl Rose, especially, I, I believe, and the I think the entire band, sometimes it's hard to get the entire band actually on the stage because they have, they have all these other things going on and maybe they're partying, maybe they're tired, maybe they're exhausted, whatever's happening. You know rock stars, right? Uh, and so they... Nailed it. Like, Hollywood-wise. Wow. Zach Many, Ken Cromwell, everybody at JJP, and Franchi. Franchi to the frickin' rescue. Okay? Franchi's part of this exclusive Hollywood club. Franchi books Eric Menier... To be on the super awesome pinball show, okay, on Saps with Dr. Pin and Mrs. Pin, Sarah and Christian Line, the same day. So it's like, boom, boom, boom. It's like, this is like Mike Tyson at his peak, okay? He's in the ring there with every other pinball company and every other pinball launch. I should be more specific. And literally, they knock out, boom. And then they they first they do the the you know the uppercut first is the uppercut is the incredible minute and a half teaser trailer video that leaves you wanting more boom and then it seems like moments later before you can catch up on pin, pin side you get the oh you get the uppercut you get the jab and then you get the one two boom 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 you're getting the straight down the middle video and then all of a sudden now you've got like I'm only how far am I through super awesome I'm only 28 minutes. I fell asleep last night listening to it. Not that it was boring. I was just tired. I, there was so much happening. Then I had to, you know, catch up on my homesteading duties and then family duties. And it was actually a very busy, crazy long day, which is, I, and I, I apologize to all the listeners that I did not get a show out. I meant to last night, but uh, Hayden had his very first day of co-op at a bike shop in Amherst and uh, there was a mix up with that and getting rides and just uh, Luna Elowen here uh, got into some mud or possibly poop or I don't know what, but she needed a bath and uh, just a million things were happening here. And I was trying to run back and forth. And then of course that video, that minute and a half teaser, I watched that precisely 27 times. And on the 26th time, I said, no, you will not watch it again. Like, I watched it four or five times in a row, then I went over to Pinside. Then I watched it two or three more times, and I went over to Pinside. Then the straight down the video, middle video was out. Then I tried watching that, but then the kids were coming home from school, and then I was, you know, every, life is happening, right? And then I watched that at least twice. Uh, and then I rewound to 19 minutes. Go watch, Go to 19 minutes. No, 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 no. I'm saving this. I'm saving this. What I was going to say is go to 19 minutes and 30 seconds through the straight down the middle video. And watch the light show. But maybe do that in prep. 
for my next show, which is going to be talking about the top five light pinovations or pinball innovations that are in this machine, which I'm not going to lie, that's probably like how, like, let's say we look at the best light show on the planet before this and give it a, a seven out of 10. This is a 10 out of 10. But the other light show was a 10 out of 10 until this one came out. So no other, every other light show is diminished in every other pinball machine as of right now. Um, I'm trying to think of other important moments in pinball's history, uh, like when 1947, when Humpty Dumpty came out, which was the first, you know, electric, uh, first pinball machine with uh, electromechanical flippers on it, right? So is this moment that big? No, probably not. Is it as big as the very first time multiball was implemented? Maybe not. And I haven't even flipped it yet, so that obviously has to happen. Am I, you know, am I right now changing the name of my savings account from uh, Jurassic Park Pro over to Guns N' Roses? No. Because as I've said before, I, my older sister, okay, my older sister, Kara, my half-sister, stepsister, Kara, um, shout out to Kara, by the way, probably has never got a shout out on here. Don't get to speak to her much anymore. I believe we have each other on Facebook and that's about it. Her boyfriend was in love with Axl Rose and, and I think his name was Andrew. I, I, I don't know. Did they date? I don't know. She had a crush on him. There were these two dudes that always hung out with my sister that were even older than her by a year or two. And they both looked uh, like they basically, they basically looked like Slash and Axel from Guns N' Roses. Like the one of them had blonde hair. The other one had black hair. They both had long hair. This was like, I'm guessing grade eight, grade nine. And then she was a little older. So this would have been... Jeepers, I was born in 1980. I think it would have been like 1992, 1993, right during their heyday. And I didn't really, I really liked Guns N' Roses. I know I had one of their tape cassettes, but I didn't love them. So I don't love the theme. Like I loved Jurassic Park and I loved dinosaurs before that. And I loved Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and I loved the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles arcade game. And I loved the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Nintendo game. And I saw every one of the movies and I watched every one of the old school retro cartoons. And I watched some of the like next, the second cartoon ever made. So I don't have that same relationship with guns and roses. Um, at, at my sister's friend did overplay November rain too much. And I already don't like rock ballads as it is. So I don't know. I guess I like a couple maybe by like queen or something, but um, anyways, I was kind of a, just a little bit too young for that. I think if I was like, I'm 40, but I think if I was like 44 to like 64, like if I was in that range, that would have been more like what kind of Radiohead or Weezer or like I mentioned, no effects or uh, rancid. I was kind of even Nirvana. Like if they're making a Nirvana pin, Oh my God. Can you imagine now the lighting show that could be done on a Nirvana pin? At this point, wow, oh my God, those hexagonal lights at the back, the spotlights that move, 
those hot no i'm going to talk about it on the next episode okay guys i'm going to talk about it on the next episode what else went right with the launch what else went right with the launch is right when you finally finished all that and you said but no you need to have it streamed and then of course i did watch uh canada also known as well his, his name is chris of course uh but from canada's pinball podcast i watched him uh, a little bit of him talking about it and just gushing over it. chris you're right. I will say that. I don't know if I'll be the first or only podcast to say that, but Chris, you were right. Because after hearing Chris and even even a lot of the other podcasters, even Ken and Bill and a lot of the other people who got to, and I don't like it when podcasters or media get to see the games ahead of time. I like it more so like yesterday. I know Chris had a video he said ahead of time. We don't even know if that's true for sure. Uh, with what he was saying about some of the lights coming out of the machine, more than likely he probably did have access to that. And that is unfortunate. And I hope moving forward from here on out, one thing I liked is that I felt like other than Chris, maybe other pinball podcasters or media had seen it, but they weren't bragging about it or talking about it or telling you had to buy the game before we saw it. When I saw that minute and a half teaser, it was I felt like I was seeing it at the same time as everybody else. And when you saw that machine and you saw all the musical instruments, that's another show I have planned for either today or tomorrow is the top five, how, how the musical instruments are integrated. You're going to look at that and go, but why wasn't that on Aerosmith? And why isn't that on Metallica? You know, and why wasn't that on even maybe the old Guns N' Roses? Why didn't the old Guns N' Roses have any of these? And every machine since the new Guns N' Roses. We can forgive like the 70s, early 80s Kiss machine for not having these because that's just insane. Those little tiny symbols. They're so cute. I love those little tiny symbols. The little symbols make me want to go get out like, uh, I don't know, some toothpicks or matchsticks and just go, like I can see myself if I ever owned that game being drunk and like pulling off the glass, like just like smashed one night and going, Guys, check it out. I'm going to do a live stream of me playing the little symbols. You know, like they looked like they were working little symbols in there. The drumsticks for the ramp. When everybody saw Avengers, they just talked about how rad the wire forms were. And they were, until yesterday, the best wire forms ever in pinball. That looked the most cool and added the most to the game. And now you've got these giant bass, uh, bass guitar strings like bringing the ball back to you and then they go down a bass guitar head to decide which one they're going to come to it's incredible so cheers to everybody at jersey jack especially ken cromwell and everybody in the marketing communications department uh cheers to uh dr pen and mrs pen and franchi the interview is going great so far I think that they, I'm really glad they brought back Mrs. Pin. Mrs. Pin's been like Mrs. Pin, Dr. Pin, and Franchi's been my favorite threesome on that show, like the favorite, my favorite three podcasters to listen to together. I still think uh, Carrie Hardy would be great in there, but, um, you know, oh, and then we had Carrie, just this morning as I was waking up, I got to listen to Carrie Hardy talk about, I agree with almost everything that Carrie said. Carrie even said something that I can relate to. He said, uh, he wasn't even a huge Guns N' Roses fan, and he still is considering maybe getting that machine. And I'm like, I'm like, instead of just waiting till I have enough money to purchase Jurassic Park, would I maybe sell all of my other pins and Jurassic Park to get the standard version? And then, uh, probably not, probably not. But I'm telling you now, 
So at, at this point, I cannot in good conscience purchase Jurassic Park until I have flipped Avengers, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and now Guns N' Roses. So there's three machines I absolutely have to flip. Most likely, I still think it will be Jurassic Park Pro. Oh, and by the way, I just bought, I would say, I would call it my place marker because I'm not really great at like leaving three or four grand just sitting in the bank, waiting until I have enough money to, you know, to get my Jurassic Park. Uh, or I guess until I feel comfortable enough with knowing that my wife will get to work through the year and through COVID. That's part of the thing I'm kind of waiting to see where everything goes with the vaccination and we're well, we're kind of all waiting to see what happens in the world. I don't really feel great. Uh, and I also might need a new roof. I'm not 100% sure about that either. Even though the we got three post-tropical hurricanes, or at least two that hit here, and fingers crossed, knock on wood, uh, we haven't had any leaks, which is great. But I did just take my money that was sitting in the account, and I used it as a placeholder for Jurassic Park by purchasing the most beautiful sea witch I've ever seen. Mr. Matthew McGoffin, my buddy Matt, hasn't been at work right now and he can't really be working because his younger daughter has to stay home from school for like two weeks every time she gets the snivels. So I've been looking for a game out here to buy forever. I've been messaging everybody. I've tried to rent games from the record store, the local record store. I've tried to rent games from another guy in Halifax. Um, a couple of people actually I've thrown up messages to. If you live here on the East Coast and you'd like to rent a game to me, please message me. I'd still like to rent a newer Stern. but Whenever I can get back home to Ontario, as soon as the Atlantic bubble's done, hopefully by Christmas, uh, I, I'm, I'm sending Matt my deposit this week. I'm getting the most beautiful Sea Witch ever. That will give Matt a little bit more money. Um, he's had Sea Witch already now for a year. He got it from Mike Dimas, shout out. So I'm very, very, very excited to get that machine. Hopefully in time for Christmas, that would be perfect. But if not, as soon as the border opens, I'm getting a Sea Witch. That's going to be a placeholder for holding my money for possibly now Guns and Roses. After that light show, I do have to admit, though, I can see clearly now that games will be lit better in the future. Wow. Jersey Jack, wow. I can see all obstacles in my way. Until next time, Bill Mulner, remember to eat, sleep, breathe.